It's that time. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning in to the flagrant two with the big homie D Murph, where I literally, and I mean literally, always got something to say. Verbally or even non-verbally. Y'all ready? I know I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, world podcast community. BU members world again. I got a person I just linked up with about a month ago. CEO of Reempower, personal development coach author of a dope book which i i can't wait to get my hands on they count us out member or just constantly pushing the brand fifth quarter living founder if i'm adding extra you gotta excuse me but i'm truly excited i'm truly honored to have this brother rocking with me on the flagrant two brother Air Evans. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. <laughs> man, I, hey, listen, I'm listening to the intro. Like, he got to be talking about somebody else. Like, that can't be me. Uh, what's good, though, man? Damn. I appreciate you having me on, man, and, and uh, you know, sharing your platform with me. Oh, no, no problem, man. So, I just want the world to know. So, I, I linked up with this brother. He in Houston and he had some things going on with brother Matthew Flores. Uh, again, shout out to him, man. But just being in your presence, man, on, on the BU, which is Breathe University, which is uh, a, a dope network that is uh, a part of Eric Thomas, the number one motivational speaker and associate. So um, we had a Houston meetup, and I was fortunate enough to be able to talk to this brother. Uh, offline and and i'm just seeing his moves and he's encouraged me uh, about some things which we'll share later on but before i really dive in deep man if you can just introduce yourself to the world and kind of give them a background of of your story before we dive deep oh yeah yeah for sure man so you know i i come from from rhode island that little that little speck on the map um <laughs> you know and most people, every time I say Rhode Island, they're like, man, they got black people there? <laughs> um, you know, so inside of Providence, they do. And, and and that's where I grew up, man. You know, single parent home, just me and my mom, mm-hmm. um, you know, went through a lot, man, as, as a young kid growing up. Single mom did everything she can. She had to be my mother, you know, my father, my best friend, you know, and, and my discipline, disciplinary all at the same time. Right. right. So her hands was full. Um, and, and, and like I said, man, she did what she could, but there was a gap I was missing. And I promise you, I didn't realize it until I got older. You know, I was so used to not having my father there cause he was just never there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so for me, I didn't realize that I was acting out because I was looking for someone to discipline me, you know, 
every once in a while, you know, when I would get two out of hand, my mother would call my father and he would come by and he'll straighten me out. And, you know, I got older and I'm like, man, I was probably acting up because I got to see the dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got mm-hmm. to see, like, I hear people all the time, like, yo, you look like your dad or, you know, your dad does this. And I'm like, you know more than I know. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. you know, I, I think it was, you know, me really just acting out to get him to come around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so my hands, my, my hands was, you know, dabbling around in the, you know, in the street life at a young age. I sold my first bag of weed at 10 years old. Um, and I remember like yesterday I had, you know, four bags with me and dude came up. He said he wanted two, And he said, man, you're just a kid. I don't, you know, I don't want to buy no, no, no weed off you. At 10 kid. years old, like one zero. One zero, 10. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, you know, and my mom gave me some allowance money, but I'm watching the people in my neighborhood, you know, back in the 80s, they running around and they got big knots in their pocket. I'm like, I want some of that. (laughs) That's Um, real. That's real. So, you know, man, I used to take my money my mom gave me and I I would go get all ones so I could have me a little knot of my own. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a fake knot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said to the dude, I said, listen, man, if you buy these two bags off me, I'll be able to get out of here. I don't have to be out here no more. He was like, man. I don't want to do this, but I don't want you out here. So I'm going to take them two from you, but just don't be out here. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm gone, man. Thank you. And I realized, I said, oh, that's my tagline. Mm. And I started to use that line with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I got introduced to sales at a young age. Um, from there, man, it, it became something to give me pocket change. Then, you know, I get older. I'm, I'm getting kicked out of school um, constantly. I go get suspended for two weeks. I go back, get suspended for another two weeks. You know, my mom, she got to take time out of work to come get me. And I'm going back and forth with this man for years and still playing in the game. Mm. And because I'm playing in the game and I'm playing in school, I'm not taking nothing serious. My education's passing me by. So now I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm embarrassed to go in class and say, yo, I can't read. Can you help me? Mm. You know, I can't spell. Can you help me? So I started to fall deeper and deeper and hustling became something that wasn't just, you know, me playing in. Mm -hmm. It became something I seen as my only opportunity for survival because I'm like, I can't go get a job. I can't even read it right. Like, who's going to hire me? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm like, the game don't care if I know how to read and write. The game just wants to know, can you survive out here? Right. So I learned how to survive out there, man. and, And, you know, I did everything under the sun, man. Things I had no business doing. And, you know, over time, um, I got a little older and I got deeper and I said, man, at some point, you know, I have to I have to change my life. And I was just writing about it today. I used to ask myself all the time, like, when is your life going to get better? And I realized one day that that was the wrong question. Mm. The question the question should have been, what are you going to do to make your life better? Right. Right now, when is your life? My life's not going to get better until I do something to make it better. Um, so after, you know, the growing up, man, the young kid, I tried to commit suicide three times because I felt like I was useless. I was, mm. you know, just a waste to my mother. And I, man, I can't even imagine how she felt knowing that I tried to take my life and, you know, take her only son away from a man. So, wow. you know, that's 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 all of it in the, you know, to come up in a nutshell. Man, and and that's powerful too, Pierre, because one, you even did the self-assessment and said, yo, I can't read and write. And you observing, like you said, the game, and I grew up in Gary, Indiana, my father wasn't in my life, so I saw it, but I never act. But on the flip side, I use sports. So my question to you is, 
did you even have sports as an option? Oh, oh for sure, man. I um, I started playing uh, football, man, since you know, man, knee high to a fly side. Okay. Um, you know, before like I, it was probably let's see, you couldn't play pee wee till you was eight years old. Mm-hmm. So about five, I, I developed a love. You know what I'm saying? Like I was watching Gary, uh, Walter Payton, man, constantly the sweetness, and I yes, just sir. wanted to be wanted to be Payton, and and I, you know, I fell in love with the game, and I said, man, I'm gonna get my mother out the projects mm. by me playing football, but because academically I struggled, gotcha. I, I, you know, I played I played peewee, I, I played um in high school, but because I stayed back, I lost a year of eligibility, so they said to me, PA, you're not gonna be able to play next year. And I'm like, man, the only reason I come to school is to play football. Right. And my, my football game was so tight in high school. As a, as a freshman, I was playing varsity. Nice. And my science teacher wasn't my coach. So whether I passed or didn't pass, I was on the field. Yeah. And my, the, the day I went to try out, I didn't even have cleats. I just had sneakers. My coach bought me cleats. Mm. He was like, yo, if you're doing this without cleats, I can't wait to see what you do with them. Right. And man, I you know I went out there. I, I played. I did my thing. But when they said, PA, you can't play. I'm like, why am I in school then? Why am I coming here to go to school and I can't play football? See, my, 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 my circle wasn't tight. I didn't have to write people in my circle because somebody should have said, Pierre, no, listen, if you got to sit out this year, that's okay. You get your grades right. You graduate. Right. You can go to college and you can play. Right. You see what I'm saying? You can go right. to college and play just because you got to miss a year. Don't mess your life up over a moment of madness. And most people mess their life up because a situation is messed up. And they're like, man, my life sucks. And I and I said it to myself plenty of times, and I'm like, yo, it's not my life suck, it's the moment suck, mm. and I have to stop losing to a moment of madness, and I have to start saying, okay, you know what, this is the big mission, and every decision I make has to be tied into the big mission, not the way my feelings are right now, because if you make decisions based on feelings, you're yeah. gonna end up in a situation where you drop out of high school because you can't play football. Okay, one year wasn't to hurt me. I could have trained, I could have worked hard, and I could have went to a university and I could play D one and I had a shot. Yeah. Right. So, you know, man, I did use sports, but when they took it away from me, nobody put another. Nobody was there to help me paint a picture. I'm uneducated, and it's hard to be uneducated and make an educated decision. Wow. Wow. And that brings up something that i wanted to talk to you about so you're an author the author of they counted me out if if early if i butchered it y'all apologize I, again i just had so much going in my head when i was introducing this brother but the title of his book is they counted me out and what inspired you to one become an author and what gave you the title? I know it's almost self-explanatory, but just for the listeners in depth, why why that title and why write a book? Because there's still a lot of people that have a story, like myself, that hasn't really written a book yet. So if you can explain that to the world, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, great question, man. Um, you know, when I said I wanted to speak and, and I was sitting down and I was talking with, uh, with E.T. and C.J., and Shout out to ET and he, CJ, by the way. What's up, fellas? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he said to me, he was like, man, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be speakers. What separates you? Mm. And when he asked me that question, CJ is looking at me like, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? He, you know, well, what, what, what separates you? And uh, I'm like, man, you know, I, I, I don't know. He said, well, 
He said, think about it. You got to think about it. Right. So I went home. I thought about it. And in the process of thinking and they already knew the answer. That's the crazy thing. Right. They just want to see what am I thinking about. But in the process of it, I'm trying to get booked at high schools. I'm trying to get booked at universities to go out and speak. And the universities are like, man, you didn't even go to college. How do we bring you in here to speak to some college students? And you never went to college. And I'm like, whoa, that's deep. Like, I didn't even think about that. Right. The high schools are saying, listen, you dropped out of high school. You want to come in and talk to our students, but you're coming in and saying you found the level of success without high school. How do you come? How do we get our students to say they got to complete high school instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to leave and go out and complete success and become successful like he did without high school. So my message wasn't tied. It wasn't it wasn't tight enough. And then I'm talking to E again. And he said, listen, man, you got to write the book. He said, when you write the book, you show them. You show them in the book what you've been through, what you was able to do, the downsides of you not completing school. You have to be transparent in this book. You have to go through the whole struggle. And I'm like, whoa, a book? Like I never wrote a book report, eh? Wow. I'm like, yeah, I never turned in a book report in my life. I did an outline and turned that in just so I can get a D. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm real. like, yo, I just don't, I just don't want a zero. Give me the D. Yeah. So I'll turn in the outline. And uh, he was like, okay, cool. I hear what you're saying, but you got to give me the book. You write the book, we'll publish the story. So I said, Phew, okay, cool. They they set it up. I did all the, you know, put everything together, did the book, went through the whole process of it. You know, e e ETA published the book, they put it out. And when the book went out, it created a level of credibility for me. It created a level of credibility to say, you know what, yep, I dropped out of school. Um, I, you know, I got my GED at 35 years old, but this is the struggle I was going through. So when I paint this picture, I'm telling you, it's not pretty. Like I had to go through a lot where most people quit. You're yeah. in a prime location. You in school now. Stay here. Get your education. Toughen it out and then go take the world on. But right now, take the world. Take all the advantages that you have so you don't have to go through my struggles. So that's why the book came about. And the reason I called it They Counted Me Out is because every kid that goes through a hard time in their life, they feel like they're the only ones. Mm. And then once they get past feeling like they're the only ones, they're the only ones to, everybody else is to blame except for them, right? It's not their fault. It's not your fault you don't know how to read. It's not your fault you don't know how to spell. It's not your fault you can't pass this class. It's the teacher, the teacher don't like you. Listen to me, man, I understand that they counted me out because I was counting myself out by not turning in the assignments. Mm. I was counting myself out by showing up to class and being the clown. I counted myself out by knowing I couldn't read. So when they said, we need you guys to read this paragraph, Peer, paragraph six is yours. And I count down one, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm reading the paragraph that belongs to me. And I'm like, whoa, this paragraph's too hard. Soon as number two goes, I'm working on getting kicked out of class because I don't want to read out loud. Man. So I, I gave them all the ammunition to count me out. And when I realized that I was able to switch it and say, you know what, I'm no longer going to give you the ammunition to count me out. I'm going to go ahead and count myself in. Mm. So that's why I say they counted me out. Right. Because they counted me out because I gave them the ammunition. So they had the right to count me out. But when I changed everything around, man, it, it, you know, I started to look at life differently. It's, and I started to say, yeah, go get it. There you go. And it's your mindset. And, and as you know. I, I'm, I'm a member of Breathe University. I'm, I'm a huge supporter of ET, CJ, and the crew, including yourself, man, and just seeing the work. But I'm learning across the board. It's your mindset. 
not no one else's not what they say is up to you and your mindset so that's critical and for those listeners out there you just heard pierre you heard brother evan say hey he started at the age of 10 learning sales he wasn't good in math he tried sports it didn't work but it took a while until he got his ged so if you're going through whatever you're going through if you're still here to see another day omg you can do whatever you want with the hard work and and again thank you for being on this platform so another thing i want to add you you are a part of the fifth quarter living and i know you guys do calls and that's something that you are part of that's very successful if you can elaborate that on that as well yeah man so um you know fifth quarter living it's a you know a concept i came i came up with one day man i was out on a you know we rented a boat and we went out fishing and i'm sitting there with the pole in the water and i'm just thinking again and bringing that question like man what you know what do you add to this game what mm. what do you bring that you know someone don't and i'm like man you like you hustle like you you you, you stop talking about the struggle and you started just focusing on the solutions and i said so if that's the case what what piece of of information can i transfer from the game i grew up in that i learned to master and bring it to this environment and i said i'm not intelligent right let's take off the intelligence right away i said but my hustle is never ending whether i'm sick whether i got an ache a pain um you know things going on in the family the community I'm out seven days a week doing what I need to do to make sure that I can eat and feed my family. And, you know, it, it reminded me, it said, Pierre, you hustle Monday to Monday. So just because you changed environments don't mean you have to change the hustle strategy. Mm. So I started to do the math to it. And I said, okay, if most people, you know, they went to college, they got this great education and, you know, they're doing well for themselves or maybe they're struggling and make it look like they're doing well. But they work Monday through Friday and they're happy to go home and relax Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. But a guy like me, with that Mike Tyson hunger when he first got started, yeah. I can't relax Saturday, Sunday. Right. I gotta go ahead, and I, I gotta put in the effort, like overtime, and Saturday and Sunday I'm going to work. And I said, okay, so if I work every Saturday and Sunday, and you know, most people go to work Monday through Friday, that means I have 104 days. Listen to the math. 104 days people throw away because they throw away the weekends mm -hmm. so i'm taking advantage of the time they're throwing away yep. so fifth quarter is on the other side of fourth quarter we're in a whole overtime i'm living life in overtime mode and if you do that for four years at the end of four years that means every year you're gaining three months ahead of your competitor mm -hmm. so that means at the end of four years i have an extra year worth of work worth of study time worth of grind time and not just grind time spread all over the place i'm talking about on one area focused i'm putting in seven days a week for four years that means i got a year of experience beyond you and not only a year of experience but a year of momentum mm. on you and and when i sit there and i think and people say Pierre, there's no way you can go hard like that you know for four straight years how do you do it and listen man my grandmother man my grandmother and my aunt man they they believed in me to another level mm. like to a whole level man before i even believed in myself 
And because they believed in me like that. Powerful. I got to take every moment. I got to take every moment, man. Like I like I, I get teary eyed and I don't mean to, you know, be cracking up on the phone, man. But no, that's cool, I, I man. Get, when I think about when I think about my grandmother and she would look at me and she say, Pierre, you're going to be OK. Mm-hmm. And she say, Pierre, I, I smell that cologne on you, Pierre. Like you, you keep that cologne. And she was talking about the weed because I was always smoking. Mm-hmm. She said, there's going to be a time in your life where you say, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to get it all together. She said, Pierre, I might not see it. She said, but I'll be looking at you. She was like, I believe in you. Mm. And, and and it hurts that as I made the transition, my grandmother died. So she's not able to see me today. Mm. As I make the transition, my aunt dies. That would open the door at three o'clock in the morning for me. Say, you know what? You can't sleep here, boy, but you could take a shower and I'll feed you. But you got to go. She's like, I'm not going to make it easy for you. You wanted mm. that life. I'm going to let you have it, but mm. I'm not going to let you starve. And I'm not going to let you be dirty. I called at three o'clock in the morning like, auntie, I just need to talk. And she was there. And I said to myself, I said, you know what, man? It's my mom is not going to go without seeing me making the necessary changes. My mm-hmm. wife not going to go without seeing me making the necessary changes. My daughter not going to grow up and not see her dad make the necessary changes. So you got to get to the point in your life where you remove yourself and say, you know what? Ain't nothing I do about me. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Everything I do is to make sure that my kids are straight, make sure that my, my, my wife's straight, make sure my mother's straight. My mom said, P, I'm retired. You ain't got to worry about me. I said, Ma, you ain't been on a vacation in a long time. She mm. said, P, I just went home and I was there for like two weeks. I said, Ma, that's not vacation. Vacation is when you can take your little shoes off and put your little crusty toes in the sand and don't <laughs> yeah. nobody care. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. vacation, bro. Right. And I said, that's where I'm, tra- that's where I'm going to get you. And she was like, wow, you don't have to do that. I said, listen, you didn't have to put up with me, but you did. Right. So, you know, it, man, that's what keeps me going when Powerful. everybody else goes to sleep. Powerful. And right now, man, it, it's I, it's a lot of people. They, they they choked up. They proud. They they inspired. And, and I, again, I, I want to truly say thank you, man, for, for that testimony. And, world, that's what makes Mr. Pierre Evans a dope and a strong motivation speaker. Because of his story, of his trials, of his flaws and opportunities. And now, look at him. He's traveling the country. He's doing something that's impacting lives. And, and 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 getting you know a way to where he can support his family and how has the support of your wife and your children now have been as you continue to grow and travel the country man it's um it's phenomenal man but you know i i want to make i want to be very clear <laughs> i want to be very clear come right on here. like y'all gotta get this there's never been a shortage of support mm. in in my home but understand that there's people that count on you that want a certain level of security so when they look at you and they say listen why don't you just go get the nine to five and like realize before i went full-time almost a year ago mm. i was making i was making about 150 grand just a little over a year 
with a, with, a, with a GED that I got at 35 years old. Powerful. So when I came home and I said to the, yeah, so don't get it twisted. When I left the game, I was doing well. I didn't leave because I was bad. When I left the workplace, I didn't leave because I was bad. I left because I believe in myself to a whole nother level. Nice. So when I walked away and I had to come home and say, um, listen here, babe, um, you know, I, I, you know, I think it's time. She said, time for what? <laughs> I said, I, I think it's, you know, because the book just came out. I got the book in my hand. I said, I think it's time to walk away, man, and just, you know, go full time and, and really build this company. She said, oh, what, what, what about this bill and, and this right. bill? And this I can imagine. She said, I believe in you. She said, but don't you think we should just hold on to everything for a little while longer? Mm. And I said, well, when will enough ever be enough? Facts. And I looked, I said, you know what? I promise you. I promise you that. I will not change your way of living too much. I ain't say I wouldn't change it at all. I said, but I right. promise I won't change it too much. And just give me, give me this amount of time. And this is the mark that we're going to hit between this point and this point. And then we'll come up with a new mark from that point. But during this time, this is what's going to happen. And I kept her informed on every walk, every step that I took. Like, this is this. This is where we are. Oops. This is the hurdle. This is this. And, she, and, and the whole time, never was it Oh, just go back to do what you was doing. Don't worry. Right. It's to the point now when she said, yo, you know what? I seen you speak. I seen people call you. I seen the coaching calls you're on. I see the community growing. I see people that are really dependent on you. She said, if you ever quit, believe you me. She said, I'm going to beat you something bad. And I started laughing. She said, no, I'm serious because it's bigger than you now. She mm. said, I can't even tell you to quit because there's people that depend on you now. So I'm saying this to say to y'all that are listening, you got to stop trying to get everybody to jump on your bandwagon and jump on your mission and jump on your on your vision before you do the work that's necessary where you're where you can even even hold a rider mm. some of y'all trying to get a rider you can't even hold it. you ain't even got no seats mm. you ain't even got no open space you just in your own little space yup i could do what i could do it listen that's cute but at the end of the day you can't say it you have to show it and when you show it when you show up and you show out people that are around you will then say you know what Yup, keep doing what you're doing. And when I get that comment, man, when I walk in the house and my daughter, man, she 11. And when she sits there and she says, Dad, like, I know I get tired of your lectures. But <laughs> she said, you, you always turn everything into a motivational speech. She said, but Dad, I'm proud of you. And when she tell me she's proud of me, man, I'm telling you, like, that's big. Yeah. When my when my 18-year-old son, when we take my wife out for Mother's Day, and, you know, he he Snapchatting, like, yeah, this is how a man's supposed to treat his wife and treat mm. his kids. When my 18-year-old son is doing that, putting that on his snap, and I'm like, yeah, son? He was like, yeah, dad, like, I love what you do for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when that happens, when the missus look at you and say, man, you better never stop. Like, just keep going. Like, yeah. I don't care how frustrated you get. I don't care how stressed you get. If you need my shoulder, just lean on me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's to the point like that. So stop looking for people to believe in what you're doing before you do something. Just and do just, it. Just keep pushing. Just do it. Man. Just do it. The tribe will come. You want the tribe before you get started. You ain't Man. even got a village for the tribe to be in. And you're trying to create the tribe. How do you create a tribe and you ain't got the village? Wow. Wow. Hey, hey, world, I, ho I really hope y'all taking this in. If you need to replay this episode after listening to it, please do. Because now what Pierre is doing for me, like I'm ready to get back in the lab and continue where I left off on my personal goals times 10 after this 
because I'm super pumped. So I can't tell y'all world yet. It's coming, but but no, that that that's something, man. That's huge. The 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 oldest son, the baby girl, and the wife. Like before the kids. And I know wifey's not here though, Pierre. Just a little bit. So with your background, growing up selling the GED, what was it about you that she was like, yo, I want to marry you? Listen, bro, we go back 22 years, man. There you go. Um, we, 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 where we're coming up, um, yeah, 22 years this uh, October. Congratulations um, too, man. Uh, uh, man, listen, I appreciate it, bro. Um, it, it took her eight years to marry me, man. So mm. she was there when I was, you know, broke. I'm talking about, man, I took a cab to her crib, spent my last $20 to get there. And uh, she went in the store to buy some some ham. This is back when we used Come to on. eat pork, man. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, we don't do the ham thing no more, but we yeah. went in the store. And, uh, you know, she was like, yeah, you got 35 cents. It was 35 cents, bro. And uh, I'm like, nah, I'm like, hold on. And I go in my pocket. You ever, you ever dig in your pocket so deep, and you know you ain't got nothing in there. No, yeah. And then you, your leg even dip, like it makes you go deeper, like you are gonna find something. Yeah. Like I'm in the pocket like that, moving, lint around, trying to, trying to find 35 cents that I know is not there. And I was like, nah, I don't have it. And she was like, okay, can you just take a couple pieces off? And they took a couple pieces off. They wrapped it up. She grabbed my hand and was like, come on. And we just kept it moving. She never talked about the 35 cents. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's a keeper. So I was flat broke. Like, I didn't, I didn't have nothing, man. And, you know, she was always on me like, yo, you got to get out these streets. No matter how good it was for me out there. Yeah. Right. That I thought it was. She was always, you got to get out of this. You got to get out of this. And then one day she hit me. She said, you know what? If you don't, if you don't stop doing what you're doing, stop living the way you're living, then, yo, we're, we're going to leave you. And I'm like, whoa, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I came up with all the excuses. Like, I do this for you, and yeah. I don't do it for me, and yeah. this is this. She was like, yeah, if you die, who's going to do it for me? If you go to jail, who's going to do it for me? And I didn't have no answer. I went in the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror after I had some words. I, like, I cussed her out. Like, I was rude, everything. Mm. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I said every word that I shouldn't even have said, and I went in the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror, man. And yeah. the thing is, I cried. I cried in the mirror because everything that she said, it pissed my soul. And I said, you know what, man? I got to be honest with you right here, Pierre. And I got to talk to you in the mirror. Like what she said was true. But I didn't I didn't know how to respond to it. Yeah. So I looked in the mirror. And, and after I looked in the mirror, I got up. I walked out of the bathroom. And I looked down. And I was like, I'm out of here. And I left. Because everything she said hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. But when I was in front of that mirror and I said everything that she said was true. And I even added some stuff. I couldn't cuss myself out. I couldn't beat myself up, but I'm lashing out at her because she's being honest. So I said, Pierre, you know what? You got to learn to be honest with yourself. Stop being honest with the world and lying to you. Be mm. honest with you. Look in the mirror. Say, yep. Am I happy with my life? Am I happy with my relationship? Am I happy with my business? Am I am I happy with like the destination that I'm that I'm aiming for? And if the answer is no, do something about it. So many times you know that what you're doing it lead is not leading to anything beneficial, but you keep doing it. Yeah. Why do you keep doing it? I tell you, you're scared. You're a coward. You're scared to fail. Mm. You're scared for it not to work the way you feel as though it should work. You're scared for people to say, oh, my God, you're so dumb. I promise you, those who said I was so dumb, those who said I couldn't do it, I promise you right now, there's a moment where they sit there and be like, man, like, dude, really doing this thing. Like, yeah. man, I wish we could, like, man, I... I wish I took the time to just do it. He ain't smarter than me. I could do it. No, I'm not. The thing is, I took the risk. 
Mm. I said, you know, I don't care if I fail because when I fail, I'm failing forward. Every time I fail, it's a lesson. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like the the, the, the the failure doesn't doesn't bother me. Failure will not defeat me because every time I fail, I'm like, yup, I got to learn something. And what I did was built a mental toughness. See, people want to keep doing what they're doing and stay in their little comfort zone. Mm. What happens is when you take an L, when you take that loss, it hurts you so bad because you're in your comfort zone where you're used to winning, winning, winning. But when you step outside of that, that's when you're tested. This is how you build your mental toughness. Do what you love, do what you know, do what you're used to, but step outside sometimes, take a risk. And when you lose, say, okay, yep, let me keep moving. Let me just keep getting better. And now mentally you're building yourself up just like you build your body in the gym. So when I'm taking all these losses and I'm homeless and I'm getting shot at and I'm taking a chance to go to jail, like I'm building mental toughness. Mm. So I'm like, yo, this little this little try over here, this, this can't break me. Like you got you got an attitude, you mad at me, what you gonna beat me up? Like you can't break me. Yeah. Why? Because I built mental toughness. So I'm telling you, man, be honest with yourself. Know where you are. Know where you are and have the conversation with yourself. Because if you have it with yourself, you can't lash out at yourself the way you would lash out at somebody else for putting you on the spot. I'm 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 still here, listeners. I'm I'm just as a man. It's hard for us to one admit we are wrong. Two, listen to our wives or women or people in general who's given us feedback, especially such as that. And again, I applaud you for that. And world, I want you guys to know when people like Mr. Pierre Everson, Brother P, is around my circle. Now y'all see why I'm grinding because I'm having people like this in my ear. I'm following people like this on social media. So if I ever have a moment of doubt, whatever that can slow me down, I see that post. I hear that speech. I'm back to where I left off. So, 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 Pierre, thank you. Thank you. And thank you again. And that's real. That's real. Nah, man, listen, man, thank you. You know, just everybody, man, just remember, you know, when, when things are going bad, you don't have the right to quit. Because you wouldn't quit if things were going right. right. If everything was good, you wouldn't throw the towel in. Right. So when things are bad, you don't have the right to throw it in. You can only throw in the towel when things are going good. I never left something when it was going good. So why would I leave when it's going bad? No, yeah. let's get it good again. Yep. And then if you want to leave when it's going good, you know what? This just ain't for me. Then leave. It's hard to walk away from something good. You know how hard it was to walk away from 150 grand as a high school dropout kid grew up in a project? Hey, I'm, yes, you know sir. How hard it was? I could imagine. The unknown wifey like, hey. Yeah, no, nah, but listen, it was only hard until I realized that I had a bigger purpose. Ah. When I realized that I had a bigger purpose, the decision to leave was easy. Mm. I said, Pierre, you're only not leaving because you doubt yourself. But you didn't get here on doubt. You got here by risk. You took risk. And most people, when you create a comfort zone, you're done with risk. Because risk means you have to go through pain again. And nobody wants to take on pain. But I understand that every pain I get on the other side of that is a bigger reward. Yeah. You got to tear a muscle down before you can build that body you want. Facts. You got to rip the muscle and let it heal. So what I'm telling you is rip your feelings and rip your emotions and watch how it grows back stronger and tougher and you get whatever you want, man. You're not getting it 
because you scared you're not getting it because you a clown like stop clowning like yeah. let's get real with life and go get what you want and now I, I know my listeners now Pierre they're like but how do I know when to leave I'm just saying I know that yep. you said it's a bigger purpose but we got people that's like you said making six figures or making a comfortable amount of money to where it's kind of like and when do you leave when do you go based on not only with what you said but from other people in your circle and as you travel and link up with people with similar stories what is like the the common denominator of when to leave so you gotta you gotta understand who you are right so everybody is different you have some people that work well under pressure and some people that, you know, work well when there's no pressure. Understand who you are first, mm -hmm. right? So if you don't work, if you, if everything is, you know, you're in your little cushion zone and you're relaxed and you notice you don't push hard, you push hard when your back's against the wall, then put your back against the wall and keep it against the wall. Every time you get what you want, put your back back against the wall and keep taking them risks because that's what moves you. If you're the one that needs that comfort zone and that cushion for you to really be able to work so you're in a stress-free environment, create the cushion you need so you can put yourself in that environment, right? So if you work Monday through Friday, man, listen, Saturday, Sunday, believe in you and push you, right? If you, if you have to work, if you work on the weekends and you got two days off a week, them two days should be going towards what it is you want to do. When you get to the point and you, you replace 60% of your income, or whatever that zone is for you. But if you replace 60% of your income while you're doing what you're currently doing, that means when you stop doing what you're doing, you'll get that other 40% and you'll have all your income and you'll have some free time to really enjoy your life a little bit, mm. right? So you gotta know when it's time for you, how do you work? Mm. You're with yourself seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I looked at, I said, man, listen, if they paying me this money, that means I. what if I didn't have to share it with them? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what if I didn't have to share it with him? If, if I got here based on the 15 principles, the 15 lessons that I put in the book and that got me to this position, that means I can do it by myself. Why? Because I can train you how to get to that point. I can show you how to get there. I can show you how to get to 150 grand a year. Why? Because I've done it. And now I'm working with my mentors who show me how to get to their place. You see what I mean? <laughs> And them listeners like, Merv, is this what you telling me the next few months or so or around the corner? Hey, y'all, I'm not going to speak for me, but just know, uh, yeah, uh, Brother Pierre is continuing to inspire me and give these gems and nuggets, not only to help me, but to give you some insight to help you get from one level to the next and continue to grow. But I, we gave them enough. We we gave them enough because plus I gotta take time to do what I gotta do now because I'm I'm really uh I'm pumped so I was on some stuff I kind of uh, delayed it I'm about to get back to it Pierre so I'm gonna blame you for that but thank you at the same time. <laughs> hey, listen, man, get listen, get to work. Don't don't be the person who says, man, if I would have stayed on this ten years ago, yep. you know what I mean? Yes, ten sir. years is gonna come. You either gonna say, man, I'm glad I stuck with it, or man, I wish I stuck with it. You know what I mean? So you got to pick which one do you want? Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what I want. I yep. know what I want. And I'm going to go get it. So for me, man, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep building this community. Yep. I'm going to keep growing the coaching community. I'm going to keep traveling and speaking. And man, man, I got so many new products that are uh, programs that are about to launch. I'm excited about it, man, because it's going to change lives. 
and I appreciate that. The world appreciate that. And I was going to ask you as a last question too, man, what is next for you or what future speaking engagement or project you have in store? Um, so right now, man, I'm launching a personal development masterclass, um, an eight-week program. Um, that's going to be the silver, silver level. It's an eight-week program, man, where we go in debt, personal development. We're going to increase income. We're going to increase family life. We're going to increase health, your thought process. We're going to rebuild from the inside out. Um, the gold, personal development gold, man, that's, you know, for your speakers on how to really take this personal development and use it to develop content, how to become a content developer, how to, you know, put your story together. Um, I'm about to launch a, a program, a sales program. Everybody needs to understand sales. How do you get someone to say yes to you? How do you make you, how do you attract the people that you want to do business with, right? We're going to talk about all of this in there. And then of course, man, the personal development, uh, fifth quarter living community, man, that, that community is just growing great people in it. Um, and then for me, I'm just, I'm traveling, man. I'm doing, uh, I got Oakland coming up, uh, being Ohio next weekend, um, I got Orlando coming up um, and then Memphis. I'm working on Memphis right now. So the personal development masterclass, the tour, we left Houston. We went to Chicago. We went to North Carolina, man. So we got a lot of other cities coming up and I'll, I'll be posting it all on Instagram. Um, yeah, man, everything. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for you. So let the world know after this, they definitely going to follow. They want to check more of you out so how can they reach you on social media as well as your website um the website pierreevans.com um re5ql.com that's where all the programs would be at and then instagram pierre uh 5ql is instagram pierre5ql and then everything's on there man everything all the updates would be there everything all right y'all well world hey man Hey, y'all heard my dog. Y'all, y'all heard Mr. Pierre, brother P, Mr. Evans. <laughs> hey, y'all, again, thank you. Thank you, though, brother, for real, for your gems, your nuggets, your support. And, and I definitely going to do my part to continue to grow the brand, continue to stay in contact. And, and like you, and I'm going to say this for the show, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it or, or downplay it, but that's why i took time because usually during the week my schedule is so jam-packed but i i wanted to make sure i made time to link up with you so i can do what i'm doing what i love to do to where i can have more flexibility and still be able to take care of my family financially and have the quality time to spend with them so people like you just give me more of that push that i need to make this become a reality so thank you again no, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, look forward to meeting up with you soon, man, here in the future. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, world, y'all know where to find my brother, Mr. Pierre Evans, again, on Instagram, on his website. Please check him out. If you having problems or trouble finding him, reach out to me. You can also find the show. We come out every Friday. You can find the show on most platforms including iHeartRadio as well as Spotify. Hey y'all, we out because I I got things to do now and I'm sure brother P got things to do as well, but we love y'all and y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. 
stay strong, and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Murph, you did it again. Setting trends like you wanted to win. Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins. Connecting dots now with all the pins. We just trying to be good men. Adore my wife and I love my kids. I never let them down, never let them frown. Never let a clown take a crown. Hit me because of brown, that's okay. I got the blood of a king. Saw it in the dream, ain't all with a scene. Try to turn us to fiends. We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream. It's all about the dollar bill, y'all. And stop chasing that thrill, y'all. These beliefs trying to kill y'all. I'm just here trying to heal y'all. So listen as we work, dropping them gems now, rocking with D-Murph Tuning in as we did it in, so melanin, being better men, we so adamant About the culture, sick of these vultures, we in the game now, watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster, love is life and that's how we approach ya